Let's do it. And now, shining the spotlight on the future of hockey. Hello, it's Thorne Byron of the Vancouver Giants. I'm Kirby Dock of the Saskatoon Blades. I'm Dylan Cousins of the Westbridge Hurricanes. Hey guys, this is Cam here. Spencer Knight. This is Matt Foldy. It's Alex Turcott from Team USA. Hi, it's Maurice Sider from the Adelman. This is Alexis Lafreniere of the Rimouski Oceanic. Major Junior. They were the best in the QMJHL. And now the Huskies are Memorial Cup champions. NCAA. Everybody in that Bulldog section's on their feet. The bench is ready to party as the UMD Bulldogs are back-to-back national champions. The World Juniors. Time winding down, and Finland has won the World Junior Championship in Vancouver in spectacular style. The NHL Draft. With the first pick overall, the New Jersey Devils are proud to select from the U.S. program, Jack Hughes. And more. Unbelievable. Wow. Incredible. This is the Pipeline Show. All right. Good weekend and welcome to another episode of the Pipeline Show with Guy Flaming. That is me. My name is Guy Flaming. Welcome to the program. If you're a newcomer and just stumbled across the show Well, I hope you enjoy it and that you'll be back for more. And if you're a returning listener, then uh, I really appreciate you coming back. Wherever you find your podcast from, if you have the option of uh, leaving comments or something like that, I I would appreciate it if you would. I think it's important for those who aren't familiar with the show. Maybe they come across it on, you know, on iTunes or or Spotify or something. And if there's a, you know, a a recommendation from a current listener that says, you know what, give the show a try, uh, maybe that encourages new people to, uh, uh, try out the Pipeline Show, and uh, we can grow the community that way. So if you have the ability to uh, leave a comment or a rating or something like that, uh, wherever you get your podcast from and uh, you enjoy the show, then I'd appreciate it if you would do so uh, for the Pipeline Show. As always, we start with the question of the day. I put that up a couple of days ago because I wanted to get a little more feedback uh, from you, the audience. Uh, so the question, which WHL team currently has the best trio of 20-year-old players? And uh, I did get lots of feedback. Uh, the first one comes from Glenn Erickson from Dub Network. You heard him on the show uh, last week, uh, preview, helping me preview the WHL's Central Division. He says uh, Vancouver, uh, the uh, three overagers right now for Vancouver. They've actually got four, and that's part of his point. The Giants have Owen Hardy, Milos Roman, Dylan Plouffe, and uh, David Tendek. And uh, the reason... Glenn gives is he says because even their fourth overager is likely to net another asset and that's that's a good point but you're kind of circumventing the rules Glenn because I said trio but I understand your point uh Paul Figler also from Dub Network he has uh singled out the Spokane Chiefs uh, and their overage uh, trio and that group includes a uh, Jake McGrew up front as well as a pair of defensemen and Noah King and Philip Crawl Lucas Puncarry from the Prince Albert Daily Herald uh, he uh, goes with the Calgary Hitmen, which is the team that I've uh, said as well. Now, there's a bit of an asterisk here right now. Uh, the, the three overage players on their roster, Dakota Krebs on the back end, James Mom and Mark Kastelik. And if you've uh, heard the last you know month worth of episodes here of the Pipeline Show, you've heard me speak very highly of that trio. But right now, Mark Kastelik is not back with the Calgary Hitmen. He's still in the American Hockey League with Ottawa's farm team in uh, Belleville. And I reached out to somebody there. Uh, who is uh, well closer to the 
a senator's organization and asked him uh, for his gut feeling on whether Castell comes back to the WHL or if he sticks in the American Hockey League. And uh, that person that I reached out to thinks he actually stays in the AHL, which be a, that would be a huge blow, I think, to the hitman. Uh, I'm on record saying I, I think Castell could be one of, you know, in the top five of leading scorers this year in the WHL. So we'll see what uh, what Ottawa decides to do with uh, Mark Kastelik. Taco Tavares uh, says it's uh, for him it's either Kelowna or Spokane. And we already went through the uh, overage players for the Spokane Chiefs. The uh, Kelowna Rockets, meanwhile, and you know this could evolve over the course of the season, but right now, Leif Matson, Kyle Topping, and uh, Carson Sass. Joel says it's Spokane or Everett. So that's three votes for Spokane. Uh, the Everett Silvertips, pretty good group here, though, too. Bryce Kindop and Max Patterson up front on the back end, uh, Wyatt Wiley and uh, Jake Christensen. So there's uh, still a decision to be made uh, for the Everett Silvertips. Dale says Calgary, no doubt. Mom, Kastelik, and Krebs. Kastelik could be in running for uh, league MVP, again, if he's back. Steve-O says, uh, Edmonton? I don't know. This is why I follow you. you got to tell me. Well, I'm on record. I've uh, picked Calgary as having the best trio. That obviously depending uh, completely on whether or not Kastelik is back. Goots says, easily, it's Brandon. In Brandon, they have uh, Connor Gutenberg, Zach Wittink, and uh, Yuri Patera. Other teams that get a note or a mention, Scott says Calgary. Uh, David says, are you kidding? It's Calgary. Josh says, I have to say it's Vancouver. And uh, Scott just chimed in this morning uh, giving me the uh, shrug emoji. If you want to weigh in and share your thoughts, you hit me up on Twitter at TPS underscore Guy. If you're not following me already and you like the show, you should probably follow me because it's basically the show on Twitter. Let's get to some news and notes. And uh, we can start in the WHL. And there, boy, there's been uh, a, a few big trades here this past week since the, the last episode of the show. The Vancouver Giants sent Braden Watts to the Prince Albert Raiders, just a fifth-round pick going in that deal. The Edmonton Oil Kings made two trades here in the last couple of days. First with Spokane, they add overage player Ethan McIndoe for a fourth and fifth-round pick. McIndoe originally from Camrose, which uh, for those who don't know, it's about 45 minutes away from Edmonton, so sort of a local product uh, coming uh, and and, uh, will play for the Oil Kings. Although he's banged up right now, I'm not sure exactly what the injury is, but I'm told he's about 10 days away from uh, actually getting into the lineup. But uh, McIndoe, good reputation uh, a lot. I'm told, like Andrew Fighton last year, who was a real gritty heart and soul kind of player for the Oil Kings, a real difference maker in uh, those tight physical games. Uh, McIndoe, if he provides that uh, sort of leadership, uh, might be exactly, again, what the Oil Kings are, are needing. Uh, the other trade the Oil Kings made, uh, they sent Raphael Pelche to the Swift Current Broncos. Uh, didn't look like Pelche was going to be an everyday player for the Oil Kings this year. He missed basically all of last or most of last season uh, due to injury. Uh, so the Oil Kings have moved on from him. He goes to Swift Current where he should have little trouble making that team. Uh, they uh, And the Broncos give up a fourth round pick to acquire the rights of Pelche. And the other trade, this one, a pretty significant one, the Saskatoon Blades shipped out Ryan Hughes. That was a surprise to me. He goes to the Kamloops Blazers, uh, and they paid a price, a second-round pick, a third-round pick, and a youngster in Jersey Orchard. I guess he's not really super young. He's uh, 2001, uh, so 18 years old. Not a lot of production there. In the last season, he only had three points in 41 games for the Blazers. 
Uh, originally a fifth-round pick back in 2016. That's uh, Jersey Orchard. So he now goes to the Saskatoon Blades. And uh, in exchange, though, uh, with those picks and Orchard, the uh, Kamloops Blazers get Ryan Hughes. Not big, but uh, boy, I'm a fan. Not sure why, but Hughes actually doesn't appear on the uh, roster page for the Blazers. They're tweeting about uh, his arrival and things, so he's definitely with the team. Uh, but he joins Zane Franklin and Kobe Moore as uh, overage players in uh, in the loops. That's a pretty good trio there as well, and maybe consideration for the uh, question of the week. And uh, from now with Saskatoon, I mean, they were dealing from a position of having too many overage players, uh, so they, they get down in their numbers, so that leaves Riley McKay and uh, Nolan Neen and Scott Walford as the uh, 20-year-olds for the Blades. Pretty significant trade in the Ontario Hockey League as well. This one just happening uh, yesterday as I'm speaking with you. It's uh, Friday the 27th. The London Knights have added Ryan Merkley. And uh, much talked about Ryan Merkley. He started with Guelph then was traded to uh, the Peterborough Peets last year uh, for five picks. And I think some of those were conditional. He now goes to Peterborough for three picks. And a couple of those, I believe, are uh, conditional. They're also way in the future. The first... Uh, uh, is uh, in 2022 it's a third rounder and then there's a pair in 2024 always love those trades in the ohl but uh, ryan merkley um he'll end up going to london and the san jose sharks i'm sure will be uh, pretty interested to see how he makes it out with uh, his third team in less than a calendar year now i did some digging and i asked some people uh, about ryan merkley because this is a pretty polarizing player i think uh and the report i get is Really, really skilled. His uh, hockey sense and his vision are fantastic. I mean, he had 71 points last year in the OHL, split between Guelph and Peterborough. He'll be an impact guy for the London Knights as well. But then there's the baggage that comes with it. And it's kind of hard to nail down exactly what that is because stuff like that doesn't get um, publicized all that option uh, that often. Excuse me. But he's not involved with any of the Hockey Canada stuff. He's not being invited to the World Junior Camp. Maybe that changes now that he's in London. I mean, Dale Hunter is the head coach of the World Junior Team for Canada this year. So um, maybe you look at this as like a three-month audition for Ryan Merkley and the World Junior Team. But the, the folks I've spoken with, and I did speak to somebody uh, very recently, as in 10 minutes ago, just didn't seem to be the right fit in Peterborough. Ryan Merkley wouldn't be the only guy over the course of uh, the, the years that I've been doing the pipeline show that this description would, would fit for. But... He relies almost completely on his natural God-given abilities, which are very, very solid. I mean, he's a great skater, and the playmaking and the vision and the hockey sense, all of that stuff comes very naturally. Not a gym rat. Not necessarily a guy who's high on nutrition uh, and things like that. And uh, I'm told he's not a terrible teammate. He's not a bad guy in the locker room. At least that's the impression I've been given. But he's also not a leader and an example you want for your younger players. You know, if if one of the better players on your team is uh, not going to the gym, not working out at all, and doesn't really care what he eats, then what sort of an example is that for your young guys who most players do need to pay attention to their uh, to their fitness and to their what their their diet plan and things like that. So I am uh, very interested to see how it all plays out for Ryan Merkley as a member of the London Knights. Let's move on. The top 10 rankings this week in the Canadian Hockey League heading into this weekend's play. The Ottawa 67s now the number one ranked team as they start the season off 2-0. They move from the number four spot to the top rank. Shikudemi with a 1-0-1 record. Uh, they hold down the number two spot. Saskatoon 1-1. They stay 
at the number three ranked team and the top team out of the dub. The Edmonton Oil Kings, uh, they get off to a 2-0 and start against the uh, beating the Red Deer Rebels twice. And they move from 8 to number 4. Sherbrooke goes from 9 to 5 on the top 10. They are also 2-0. and The Vancouver Giants go from 10 to 6. They are also 2-0. and And big news for them, they just got Bowen Byram back from the Colorado Avalanche. And if, uh, if you don't think that's going to be a huge impact for them, the Vancouver may have just become the favorites in the WHL. I think most people expected Byram to be back, but maybe not, you know, for the second weekend of the WHL season. I think a lot of people thought he might get that those nine games uh, in Colorado and might come back, you know, shortly before Halloween or something. Uh, so this is a pretty big get here for the Vancouver Giants. The Barry Colts, they are 2-0. and They move up to the uh, number seven spot after not being uh, ranked last week. And I shouldn't say that they're 2-0 because they actually played last night and they got thumped 10-0. They lose to the Owen Sound attack. So that number seven spot on the top 10 ranking right now for Barry, uh, I wouldn't expect them to be in the top 10 next week. The Saginaw Spirit drop from 7-8. to eight. The London Knights uh, start off with an 0-2 record. They go from the number one ranked team to the number nine ranked team. And Halifax also tumbles after an 0-2 start. They were number six. They are now down to number 10. It'll change a lot between uh, over the first month of the season or so. Before we get to what's coming down the pipe, also uh, tell you that the USHL season is underway. The uh, Fall Classic going on right now in Pittsburgh this weekend. Uh, a bunch of teams played yesterday. There's a few teams uh, playing uh, starting this afternoon on uh, the Friday the 27th. And uh, that'll go right through the weekend in Pittsburgh. We'll talk about that uh, Fall Classic next week. On the show, I know a couple of people who are uh, in Pittsburgh taking that in firsthand. Now, the last six weeks on the Pipeline show have been uh, WHL heavy, and there won't be a uh, WHL-focused segment on the uh, program this week. Uh, If there was, it would be an in-the-dub segment. You can stay up to date on everything happening around the Western Hockey League by going to dubnetwork.ca. You can uh, subscribe to your daily dose of the dub. There's also an OHL version now, too. OHL network and you can subscribe to that as well and that's one of the places where I saw the Ryan Merkley trade uh, being uh, discussed was at uh, OHL network. What we will have today is uh, a couple of CHL insiders and those segments the CHL insider segment is brought to you by the store next door. It's a company in Yarmouth Nova Scotia that is collecting as many broken hockey sticks as they can get their hands on and they take that junk and they turn it into some treasures as uh, they repurpose those sticks, make some really cool uh, items. If you got a man cave or a fan cave, maybe you own a sports bar or you just like to have some sort of themed furniture around, some really cool items that they make uh, out of the broken hockey sticks. Uh, go to the thestorenextdoor.ca, check out their uh, gallery, their, uh, their catalog as well. Everything from chairs and furniture to wall hangings, uh, ballot boxes in case you're having raffles or something with your team or your school. Lots of lots of creative ideas that they have there. I recommend you go check that out. Okay, here is what's coming down the pipe today. We're going to have four guests on the show. We're going to start in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, and Mike Sanderson, longtime broadcaster and uh, contributor to McKean's Hockey, and he's been on the Pipeline show for many years. Uh, He is going to help uh, set up the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League season for us, and we'll go from the Q to the Ontario Hockey League, and Brad Cogemilio writes for Sue Today also, does the CHL and OHL focus stuff for sportsnet.ca. We're obviously going to get a preview 
on the Ontario Hockey League with Brad. And, and funny, since that conversation I had with him, the R- Ryan Merkley trade has happened. And we talk a lot about Ryan Merkley in that segment. So you'll see how things, how quickly things can change, especially at this time of year. Uh, from there, we're going to get a, a great preview of the Canada West Conference of U Sport Men's Hockey. And this is a, a level of hockey that I think is vastly underrated and uh, undercovered and potentially underscouted that uh, I think uh, we should talk about more uh, here on the Pipeline Show. So uh, Canada West, there's four conferences, Canada West, OUA West, East and West. Uh, West would be the Ontario side, uh, OUA East would be uh, Eastern Ontario and into Quebec, and then the uh, AUS, which is the Atlantic side. Those four conferences, um, the defending champ is uh, New Brunswick. They're from AUS. But Canada West, I would argue, is the strongest conference uh, from top to bottom. So we're going to take a look at uh, those eight clubs this year. And uh, Evan Dom, who is the uh, Canada West insider, as he's the marketing director for uh, the conference, uh, he's going to be my guest. And uh, known Evan for a while. He went to the University of Alberta. I was doing broadcasts. I was part of the uh, broadcast crew for the U of A Golden Bears hockey team back when the Pipeline show was just in its infancy. And Evan was around uh, the Golden Bears program then, and I know he uh, moved on and did some of the broadcasts as well after my tenure. Um, so he's well-versed in what happens at the uh, university sport level. So perfect guest to get on to preview the Canada West season. And uh, we will close things out today with an update on the Alberta Junior Hockey League. He hosts a new show called Inside the AJHL. So Tyler Uremchuk of TSN 1260, he will be the guest to close things out today. So a full slate of guests. And before we get to the show, I want to remind you about ProStockHockey.com. It's your online source for authentic Pro Stock Hockey equipment, whether it's sticks and gloves and all the rest. And if you uh, check out their Twitter feed, that's uh, at ProStockHockey. They just got a bunch of uh, player gloves uh, from the manufacturer's uh, Warrior. So those are all available now at uh, ProStockHockey.com. New goalie stuff showed up a couple of days ago as well. The stuff I'm looking at right now is actually from the LA Kings. Uh, Gloves, blockers, leg pads. uh, It's got Jonathan Quick's name right on it. So really cool. Check that out. If you've ever bought stuff from Pro Stock Hockey, let me know. Let me know what you got and uh, what you think of the process as well. Well, let's get to the show, and we're going to lead things off uh, with a a preview of the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League with Mike Sanderson. He's up first here on the Pipeline Show. Down there by Zaboral. Puck comes free, Ward's clearing play to the line, it skips out to center, Valeno trying to break, shorthanded, Joe Valeno, penalty coming, Valeno deking, scores! Joe Valeno, shorthanded goal! Hey, it's Joe Valeno from the Drummondville Voltageurs, and you're listening to the Pipeline Show. From the organization that brought you Mark Messier, Matt Benning, and Ian Mitchell, Spruce Grove Saints Junior A Hockey is officially back for the 2019-2020 season with all the action taking place at the Grant Fear Arena in Spruce Grove. With tickets starting at just $15 per person, AJHL Hockey provides some quality entertainment. For more information, visit www.sprucegrovesaints.ca. (laughs) 